All right. Um, examining oh. Jim call Preston, to call to order, will be the Honorable Judge Emily, and taking the defense will be... Michaela, semi-honorable. <laughs> I'm Michaela. And I'm Emily. And we're two librarians that talk about romance and horror and a little bit of everything else. And I'm the Honorable Judge Emily. And we're here today for our first annual Court of Swoons and Stabbing. I call this court to order. Woo! So today we are trying the not so honorable Edward Cullen for crimes against romance. And I would be proving today why Edward kind of sucks and why maybe (laughs) he should go to forever jail. I will be arguing in Edward's defense because everyone deserves defense in this country. And I will argue why he deserves to live happily ever after. Okay, you have quite the uphill battle, I have to have to say. Bring it. Okay, the charges. Stalking and obsession. So, obsession, not necessarily a crime, but it leads to stalking, which is most definitely a crime. Edward enters Bella's room and watches her while she sleeps. That's not okay. If I like had a guy doing that or anyone doing that to me, no, that is a huge red flag. Emotionally and legally. No, sir. And he follows her repeatedly in her car. So she goes to Port Angeles to go shopping. You go shopping by yourself. And you know what? Most of the time, you're fine. Of course. <laughs> of course. This is not a laughing matter. I'm sorry, your daughter. <laughs> I was out of order. Things can happen, of course. But you know what? She is a perfectly capable person who can take care of herself. She was fighting off those guys because you know what? Of course, something does happen in this instance. And he's there to save her. But think about all the other times. He's stalking her all the time and watching her. I am accusing Edward of stalking and obsession. Any counters to that? Or would you like me to level all my charges before you give your defense? I call to the stand myself as the defense of Edward J. Cullen. Okay. All right. So in defense of Edward's alleged stalking edward may seem obsessive but it's merited given the stakes of bella's mortality and the dangers he knows are are there for most humans he can also see the thoughts of other people so he could probably see that those fellas had really nefarious intent and maybe he even saw that there was somebody else waiting outside bella's house and so he needed to make sure that she was okay but you know how humanity works and you can make these moral decisions Following someone who doesn't want your attention and breaking the houses is not okay. So you can't even use the, oh, he's a vampire. So he has a different moral compass, but he's following human moral compasses in other decisions. So I feel like that negates that defense. Your Honor, I would Mm -hmm. posit that my client in his 108 years of life has experienced that life for humans is nasty, brutish, and short. And because of that experience, he is able to know that things are not safe for women in America. That is a point. But is it 
all the other women in America don't have this vampire, this very old vampire who that brings another point forward. She is 17 years old, 17, and he's 108. And it's not okay for a very old man with a lot of world experience to manipulate a 17-year-old girl to thinking she's in love with him. Her brain is not fully formed yet. And he is telling her things like, I feel very protective of you. And there's a line where she says, I can't dance. And he says, I can always make you. I can always make you? That's not okay. Depend, no matter the age, honestly. That's just creepy. And the fact that he actually can make her. It's not even like, it's not a joke. He makes a point repeatedly to emphasize how strong he is and how he has to fight so hard not to murder her. Like, I can smell your blood. You smell so good, basically, that I can't resist. Your honor. Yes. (laughs) Your honor. I must argue that the heart wants what the heart wants. And although my client is 108 years old, he was afflicted by the horrible curse of vampirism against his will when he was only 18 years old. And we have documented by the case of those horrible, ungodly, vulturi children that brain chemistry stops at the time that you become undead. And so although my client is 108 years old, he is effectively 18 years old. And we know 18-year-olds are super cringe. I would like my client to be tried as a child, please. 18-year-old is not a child. I'm sorry. But he had the Spanish flu part of it. He's 18, so you got to subtract that part. Mm, I don't don't think it works that way. He had a real bad brain fever. It knocked off some of those brain cells. But that still doesn't excuse. Even if an 18-year-old, even if a 17-year-old is going into people's rooms without consent, there has to be consequences. So I've laid my case before the jury. We leave it to you, good jury. We're moving to the future. Many years in the future, perhaps 20 to 50 years, given the stage of ecological devastation. Exactly. And pressing charges, well, not quite pressing charges, bringing to court Jim Preston of Passengers 2016. For crimes. Spoilers ahead. Against romance. Crimes against romance. We're we're both swearing on our sci-fi Bibles. All right. Okay, so the charges that have been levied against Mr. Jim Preston include stalking and obsession, familiar somehow, (laughs) watching a woman sleep, familiar somehow. But specifically, Jim targeted Aurora while she was helpless and unaware, and he used information about her stored in the ship, which is a variety of stalking, to feed his imagined relationship with her and feed into his obsession. Do you have a rejoinder for that? It's not so comfy on that side, is it? (laughs) That information is there for him to look at. And he was just getting to know her the only way he could. How else is he supposed to get to know these, these people? He's not. But he's alone by himself. And the only other person he has is an android who he can talk to who is not human. So he finds a human who he 
feels a connection to. He sees her and he sees something there and he reads her information because that's the only way he can get to know her. He can't talk to her, at least at least not yet. So he has to read this information to know whether to, like, to comfort him when he's alone and to know that when he does eventually wake when her up. When he does up, what? When he does, he does eventually wake her up. Guilty. That they would be compatible. So he has to do that research. All right. So as you've just mentioned, mm-hmm. Jim wakes Aurora from hibernation without her consent. This sentences her to life, essentially, 90 years before they arrive in the colony on the ship with him for his own benefit. And it is to some, ex- to some extent to his own benefit. But there are like, the effects of being isolated and alone. It affects your mental health, which he'd already been alone for a year at that point. Mm-hmm. So he wasn't necessarily completely in his right mind to make good decisions. He saw someone who he was attracted to physically, yes, but then read about her and was attracted to her, what he could tell of her personality. And he tried, he tried to wait, but his mental state was deteriorating and he needed to wake her up. Almost as if he had some sort of flu from Spain. It's different, it's different. (laughs) So he had to wake her up to yes save himself there is a certain selfishness to that like there are physical effects as well from being that isolated it can cause dementia so and if that happens if there's also if there's a problem on the ship which there is a problem on the ship he needs there turns out to be a there problem does on turn the out to be a problem after which, yes which he didn't know at the time but there's always that threat that there could be a problem and that they're going to need uh, another person to help with that. So that was another reason he felt like he was justified in waking someone up to help him maintain his health physically and mentally and the health of the ship. Does your client think it'd be permitted to murder someone if that would improve his health? He's not necessarily murdering her. He is giving her a different life. A life sentence. A life sentence, you could say. But by reading her backstory, she her had Instagram deci- highlights. Yes. She had decided to go to the colony and then go back and write about it, which means all of her friends and family would be gone. That seems like someone who doesn't have a lot of connections. That is her choice. Without with ta- By taking away her choice, he is taking away everything from her and taking away any of her plans of the future, her autonomy. And ultimately, what your client also does is he goes and runs away after he wakes up and, and hides somewhere on the ship and waits for her to wake up to act like, oh, well, I woke up too. That shows malice aforethought. That shows he knew he was in the wrong. If you are speaking of using insanity as a plea, he knew he was in the wrong because otherwise he would not have concealed it. You you could you could say that, but he also but then later he gives her the decision to go back to sleep. That she could go back into hibernation if she wanted to and make the rest of the journey. So 
He, he did give her choices. We can now refer this matter to the jury. I think it's fair to say we can decide if Mr. Jim Preston deserves to live happily ever after on a ship with the woman he imprisoned there. <laughs> or go to forever jail. Go to forever jail. We put it to you, the good jury. Use your hearts and make. And use your brain, girl, for the red flags. (laughs) (laughs) There's no laughing in Swoons and Stabbings Court. We now adjourn this session of Of Swoons and Stabbings Court. All right. So that was a... That was really hard to defend Jim. I'm sorry. So I hate arguing with you. I know. I know. <laughs> I had the breakdown after after court here. Uh, yeah, that was that was really hard. Get some coffee and donuts. Yeah. Get yeah. some get some baked beans for old times sake. Yes. Feel better over beans. Yep. I mean, that's all we can do right now after this really harrowing case. Hey. All right. Hey, watch what you want. <laughs> so play what you want. Read what you want. Sorry. (laughs) That was, I think, a little less smooth than usual. Hey, everyone. If you like listening to Swords and Starships, consider subscribing. You could also leave a review or give us a five-star rating, whatever works for you. And listeners, we'd love to hear from you. Reach out on our Instagram at swordsnstarships, or you can email us at starships at coosbaylibrary.org. Thank you.